1: And now he brings you even closer to the movers and shakers in the world of high echelon tournament water skiing. From the founder and creator of the water ski broadcasting company comes the TWBC podcast. And now here's your host, Tony Lightfoot.
0: Yes indeed, I am the aforementioned Tony Lightford, and this is the TWBC uh, podcast and uh, another one of the episodes are recorded over at the Isles of Lake Hancock prior to the nighttime action uh, concerned with the King of Darkness and uh, have a real special guest uh, with us uh, the uh, this, this morning. Uh, it is none other than Neely Ross, uh, superstar a women's tricker and a member of a Team Canada. How you doing?
2: I'm good. Thanks for having me Tony.
0: Excellent stuff. So, uh, Worlds coming up in uh, in a few few weeks, few months now. I mean, you're probably counting down the days a little bit uh, mm-hmm. to to that event. Uh, how how's your training? How's your skiing uh, been going up to this point?
2: You know, it's been awesome. It was a little bit of a weird year for everyone. Definitely, Masters put put me back into the mindset of competing. Um, so that was awesome. Um, I'm really really excited to get back into into some international competitions though.
0: Excellent, so uh, I mean you you are a dual-fret uh, skier, I mean not only do you trick but do you slalom, so how do, so how do you kind of divide the time a little bit between what you do in tricks which is exceptional to what you do in, in, in slalom which is just as exceptional?
2: <laughs> so for the past few years tricks has been my main priority um, but I've always been in love with slalom and I've always loved slaloming especially because it's a good stress reliever for tricks i think
0: <laughs> so you find slalom more therapeutic uh, than than tricks you would say
2: definitely um tricks has always been my main priority and where i put the majority of my time and energy um but i think it's always good to have to have something else to also focus on and i guess slalom is a little bit of a different outlet for me because no it's not my main priority but i still want to perform and excel in it as well as i can um and i think it is a good stress reliever it's something else for me to put my my energy into in a little bit of a different way than tricks
0: all right then so uh as of the time of this recording we were just a few minutes uh, uh, just previous from from watching your brother Mm-hmm uh, uh uh, perform four and a half at uh, 39 and a half off and uh, certainly one of the best slant skiers and for those of you that haven't uh, listened to his podcast yet you <laughs> can you can tune in uh, to that but uh, what's that kind of dynamic like i mean you're primarily a trick skier you're a, you're an above average slant skier and you've got two mem two other members in your family who are uh, once an absolute legend in canadian slant skiing and the other one uh, are, uh, rising his stock uh, little by little
2: Yeah. So my dad, I grew up going to big tournaments and watching my dad and my dad has always been a great slalom skier. And then he started me slaloming at a very young age. And, you know, when I decided to put that trick ski on, he was definitely always very supportive supportive of me. Um, And, you know, in the past couple years, we haven't expected to see this out of Charlie. And lately he's just been absolutely killing it he's turned into a different a different like little ripper out there so we were very surprised but also very excited he loves it and yeah he's absolutely killing it
0: must have must have been a <laughs> must have been quite an occasion when i'm sure you probably watched the webcast at the end at the end of swiss pro you know the smile beaming from from cheek to cheek that that must that must be a, a moment to uh, to behold
2: Oh, it was probably one of the top five moments of my life. I was at the middle of the lake. I was trying to video him. I put the phone down like halfway through the pass. I was screaming my head off. It was amazing. But, you know, the kid works really hard. He works really hard. He slaloms a lot. He, he really puts the time and energy into it. And it was, it was great to see it pay off.
0: Okay, speaking of preparation, I mean what typically goes on in the day of the life of Neely Ross, you know, I mean I mean you you put you put a lot of hours into training, you know, but obviously there's there has to be an off water element to it surely.
2: Yeah, um I guess a day in life for me, um, it involves a lot of skiing. Of uh, yeah, I love slaloming in the mornings, um, tricking in the afternoons, I love going to the gym and then honestly most of the time we're we're wake surfing. We, we go out on the boat. Um, just anything out on the water. Just, yeah. any,
0: just anything that keeps you occupied. Yeah. Uh, what about other stuff uh, educationally-wise? Uh, uh, you, you, you attending college at this time?
2: Yep, Rollins College. Um, it's close to home. It's great for skiing. Um, I love skiing over there with Coach Mark, uh, Mark Bedsell. It's awesome. It's close to home. It, it's definitely the best uh, best situation for skiing for me.
0: Okay, and it's uh, not exactly an easy school either, you know I mean you' great your grades great and your study and have to have to be on point to, to really excel there, huh?
2: Yeah, but it works out with skiing. Skiing's my main priority for sure. Um, but yeah, it's a good situation. I love it over there.
0: All right, so, uh, you've got. I'm sure you've got plenty of goals ahead of you, aside from academics and all that kind of stuff. Uh, between now and the end of the season, you're a member of Team Canada. You're probably going to ski uh, the two events that you that you excel in on the, in that particular event. So, uh, so far as you've been a member of uh, Team Canada, you re, you re, uh, you receive coaching and, and assistance. To what extent uh, does does that kind of uh, resolve itself?
2: yeah so um i i train and ski the majority of the time with my dad drew ross um also with andrew bergman who's um who's canadian as well Mm -hmm. um actually tomorrow morning we're driving up to up to canada for the rest of the summer so i'm very very excited to get back up there um but yeah i i'm very excited to ski for team canada again and Get back to some major competitions, you know. After Malaysia, after falling in the finals and not skiing as well as I wanted to, my eyes have been set for the past two years on on World Championships again. So I'm very excited. So you're
0: definitely coming into that event with a hunger in your belly, huh?
2: For sure. I'm very very excited.
0: Yes. All right then. So, and you mentioned that you're going to be going up uh, to Canada. I think I saw pictures of your log home over mm-hmm. in over in Ontario, and I asked this question of uh, of your of your brother in the the previous webcast how important is it for you to kind of vary things up in that regard rather than staying in in one place
2: i think it's great that we go up there we try to go up there two months every summer this summer's cut a little bit short um but i think it's super important you know training here in florida is incredible but in the summer it's hot and just for your keeping your hands um Your hands don't hurt up there. The water's cool. The temperature's perfect. It's the best place to get as much training in as possible. And I noticed that it helped me so much right before Worlds in Paris in 2017. It helped me before Junior Worlds in 2018. I think I really... um, got the best training possible for those competitions
0: yeah because de- i definitely see that uh, the, the water warmth down here start slowly starting to mm-hmm. shred your hands a little bit there so you, you you need those need those things to work to to be to be able to ski uh so now uh let's talk about women's trick in general because okay. you've been part of part of this whole renaissance of, of of high echelon women's trick competition between yourself, between Anna Gay, between Janina Bonneman, between Erica Lang, and I'm sure that there are a couple of others that i have that I've missed out, and my apologies goes out to those individuals concerned. But how do you feel uh, about being part of that renaissance? Because I mean, that must put a heavy weight of responsibility on your shoulders, huh?
2: For sure, um, I grew up watching and looking up to Clem Lucene and she was the first woman to ever trick 10,000 points and I feel like as soon as she did that she really set the bar um, for women for women to really that women can trick a lot of points and since then um, it's been Erica that has been really excelling, it's been myself um, Anna Natalia Bernikova is always up there so I think it's been really cool to watch this happen because I feel like it's been a long time coming.
0: All right then. So let's go down, dial down into the specifics of of your runs. I mean, obviously you have strengths, you have weaknesses. Uh, I mean, for as far as I can see, I mean, you 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 you're pretty even with both passes. I mean, you probably you you trick a lot quicker with toe tricks than than, than, than most other skiers. I mean, how much time and effort do you put into actually ma- uh, mastering toe tricks at that kind of e- high high echelon level compared to? maybe hand tricks I would say what 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 kind of practicing and training balance are you trying to achieve between both both elements
2: so I've been doing the same toe pass for probably six or seven years for a really long time Um, no
0: wonder it's quick
2: yeah so my main focus and I think why specifically Anna and I have been able to get so many points in that toe pass is because we've been doing it for so long we know that pass inside and outside and we really have just been trying to get it as fast as possible, fit as many tricks in as possible. So now we're kind of at the point where I'm ready to start doing a new toe pass and get some bigger tricks in there and hopefully some more points.
0: What kind of tricks are we talking about, like toe egg line line-five-back and th- those tricks? Yes. Okay. Yes. So, and and I mean... what. What does your handle pass look like? I mean, it's got, I mean, it's got plenty of flips, but I'm sure that you want to replace the, the lower scoring ones in, in favor of a slightly higher uh, uh, flips to bu- to bump up your points uh, uh, you know towards 11,000, I would say.
2: Yeah. So I'm kind of at the point where I've always done some hand tricks first and then gotten into my flips. And so now I'm kind of trying to Change up all my runs, and so now I'm starting with flips, ending with um, handle passes and ski lines, and things like that. So I'm trying to do this, um, get used to these runs over the summer, and then hopefully be able to trick to trick 11,000 this year.
0: Excellent, excellent. So I'm sure that uh, I'm, I'm sure that you watch YouTube videos, Instagram, and all that kind of stuff. You 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 you're. you're, pr- you're, pr- you're uh, uh, your device isn't too, too far away <laughs> from you. But I'm sure that you've watched, seen some of the videos that the likes of Joel Poland has, has thrown out with some of, the, some of the new flips that he's put in. For sure. You, you, you feel, you feel uh, uh, feisty enough to try, try, try one or two of those and uh, throwing them into the pass?
2: Oh my gosh. Well, Joel is absolutely just lighting it up. He's coming up with crazy new flips. It's pretty incredible what he does um it's incredible <laughs> i i've been trying some new flips but definitely i think he he's got the fear factor out of it i don't know how he does it it's pretty incredible what he does
0: all right so before we uh, round round off uh, this uh, this podcast kind of give you give us a Give us a little bit of of a perspective of what the dream season is for you uh, as as we progress along all the way through up to the Worlds and uh, maybe one or two tournaments beyond.
2: Well, the next couple months, I think, are looking pretty good for me. I'm very excited to get into it. I'm excited to be training as much as I can in Canada. And then as soon as we come home from Canada, uh, we'll have we'll go up to Corey Pico's place and watch my brother ski in the U17 worlds and then him and I will also compete in the under 21 worlds up there and then after that get into school a tiny bit but definitely my eyes are set for for the open world championships in October and then finishing off the season at at Pan Am's in Mexico
0: all right then we're at that point we're about to we're, we're about to end the podcast uh, any shout outs any 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 uh, thanks or uh, to uh, to people or uh, or entities out there you'd like to give
2: guess a big thanks to my family um, yeah they've always supported me as as much as possible just a big thanks to them
0: all right then and you've just heard and uh, uh, Neely Ross here on the TWBC podcast thank you very much indeed for participating and uh, thank you once again uh, for listening in, and uh, hopefully you'll, uh, you'll be able to uh, tune in to the next podcast. Uh, but uh, for now, it is ciao for now.
1: Thank you for listening to the TWBC Podcast. Be sure to check out our website at waterskibroadcasting.com.